0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles, it's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. So go over there and follow Locked On Royals for all the Royals updates and live tweetings throughout the game. And on today's show, brought to you by Rockado Rockout.com has amazing selection where a lobby of low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. We're going to dive into the Royals failing their first test of this season and talk about the extra inning rules in baseball and the replay rules in baseball, the two hottest topics around major league baseball right now. Uh, But first of all, we have to get into game one of this angel series and a series in which you will not face Anthony Rendon who went on the IL right before Uh, The series got started and and you won't face Otani on the mound, but Otani did damage at the plate as did Mike Trout, of course, in this game. Look, the Royals failed for the first time all year. You weren't even competitive against the angels. Brady Singer, once again, goes out and gets in a ton of trouble and, and once again, looks bad is leaving balls over the plate too much. And, That is what young pitchers do. Young pitchers make mistakes as he's made so far by leaving the ball over the plate too much, by finding the strike zone in a bad way. And they adjust and Brady Singer will adjust and he'll, and he'll overcome this. But that's the problem with this rotation. This rotation is depending on a lot of guys who need to adjust and who are going to have ups and downs and are going to have terrible starts like Brad Keller did. And like Brady Singer has, and then they will have really good starts in May or June or July eventually they'll have really good starts as well. They're going to be up and down and and so you don't have a good rotation. We've known that since the, since the jump. The problem is your lineup's not coming through anymore, and your bullpen is not coming through anymore. And when those two things collapse, you're left with nothing because in this game, even your fielding was awful. I mean, you're kicking and throwing the ball around like you're the bad news bears in this game. I mean, you have three errors, and, and you just compound the problem that way. So you can't hit, you can't pitch, you can't field. What can you do at that point? What can you do? You can't get on base because you're striking out left and right. I I mean, you struck out 14 times in this game. You struck out 14 times in this game. Three walks, seven hits. Three walks, seven hits. So you didn't have base runners to speak of. So it ain't like you can run the bases properly. You scratch across three runs in the modern era against Alex Cobb, Alex Cobb, the joke about the Angels all season long, all off season long has been about how they never get pitching around Mike Trout, how they lack pitching. Well, their pitching staff just went out here and shut you down, giving up a collected seven hits in three runs against a lineup that should have been one of your strengths. Now, you don't have Hunter Dozier, who's not hitting a lick anyway, and you don't have Alberto Mondesi, but it's it's Merrifield going one for four. It's Benatendi going 0 for three again. Perez is the only one that showed up. He went four for four. Perez had four of your seven hits on his way to his 1,000th career hit. It's Carlos Santana going 0-3 with a walk. So in this game, your lineup, it's Merrifield one hit, it's Perez four, it's Soler one, it's Nicky Lopez one. Everyone else couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. The walks, you had one for Benatendi, you had one for Santana, you had one for Michael A. Taylor. And Santana, of course, is by no means a base stealing threat to do anything with that walk, but still good to get traffic on the base paths. The offense didn't show up. And the bullpen doesn't show up. Jake Brentz comes in there and is awesome in his one inning. I mean, just, just does a beautiful job. But then Scott Barlow, who is supposed to be this reliable back end guy, can't make out of his one inning of work and gives up three runs. And then we all knew that Jake Newberry would be awful, and he gives up three runs of his own right. Hernandez comes in there and can't do anything right. Can't even record an out in this game. Has a wild pitch to score a run to boot that was charged, of course, to Barlow. And then Kyle Zimmer cleans things up for Newberry and has a good, clean inning of work in his own right. No hits, no walks, one strikeout. Kyle Zimmer is the only one to perform with Jake Prince if I told you that those two be the only guys to perform in one game on your pitching staff, you would have known immediately what kind of game it was. But, but the big thing is Brady Singer is just not looking good right now. And and that's nothing to panic about. It's his second year first. I I really could count this as an extension of his first season. Obviously for one, you only played a 60 game stretch last year and he only pitches every fifth day for two. It's his first time playing against a, a home crowd and, and a crowd period to where there's just a different juice about playing in front of fans at the major league level than there was last year. It feels bigger. The moment feels bigger than it did last year to where you're bound to have the adrenaline and and have the mistakes, right? So Singer was always going to be up and down. I still think he can turn around. I still think that he can have a stretch here after these next couple of starts when he gets his feet under him to where he can look like that Cy Young caliber pitcher. But when your bullpen doesn't come through, you know, it's Barlow not coming through, it's Hernandez not coming through, and when your lineup is just awful outside of Salvador Perez, nothing you can really do. I mean, you're just not going to win games that way. And these are the games that count. The Angels and the Blue Jays coming up and the Rays coming up, these games count more than playing the White Sox. You're going to lose the division to the White Sox. You're going to lose the division to the Twins even. I mean, sure, you hope to win every game, but those are not the games that you have to win. To get to the goal of the playoffs, if that's going to be the goal, and that's what they've said the goal is, but again, for me, the goal is just to be competitive, in which they weren't today either. You know, to get to the playoffs, you have to be able to beat the Angels and beat the Blue Jays and beat the Rays. At least stay competitive, and you didn't—you weren't competitive today. Your fielding sucked, your hitting sucked, your pitching sucked. How's that competitive? You know, they, they were bad, and they hope to get better today, obviously, and, and the rest of this this series, but. For the first time, you faced a team that truly exploited your holes in your team right now. And we'll see if this lineup can get it together or if this lineup was just inflated by the Texas Rangers. Because while the Rangers series was fun and awesome, this lineup looks exactly the way that we thought they would in the bad way, right? Before the year, we thought that you know, this could be a good lineup. They have a lot of bounce-back potential. You know, Attendee bouncing back. Carlos Santana bouncing back. Jorge Soler bouncing back. Mondesi bouncing back, who has not gotten to play yet. Dozier bouncing back, who has been off and off with an injury. And after that Rangers series, benatendi has been bad. Santana's been bad. Soler striking out a ton and has been bad. So, which is the true reality for Kansas City? Is the question that they have to answer coming up? And it'll be fun to watch because are they going to be that bounce back group or are they going to be a team that bounces back in the wrong direction, right? Where they repeat their worst worst season last year and they can't bounce back. It'll be fun. It'll be fascinating. And we'll see what happens. But I do want to tell you right now about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Listen, rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably couldn't work the email properly. It was a mess. It was an absolutely and terrible mess 20 years ago. But what was not a mess 20 years ago and what's still not a mess now is rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business again, serving out of parts online for 20 years. But guess what? Their website is incredible. It's truly amazing what their website can do for you. The thing is, I know nothing about cars. Nothing. I can drive them. I can fill up their gas tank. Beyond that, I can't do anything else. I can't change the oil. I can't change a tire. I can't change whatever a spark plug is. I don't know where that even goes. Can't change a headlight. But what I can do is go to rockauto.com. And without knowing anything about cars, I can find all the parts my car will ever need because on their easy-to-navigate website, I can go to their website, navigate it, and put my make, my model, my year into their database. And they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible With my vehicle that way, I'm not wasting time or money on parts I cannot use, parts I do not need. It's that simple. It's that easy. Check them out today. RockAuto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. And the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. RockAuto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices on the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. now about our good friends over at Locked On Today. The Locked On Today podcast is a wonderful, wonderful podcast. If you want to be debriefed of all the sports news from the day before, check out Locked On Today. They have you covered. It's all the sport news you need in under 20 minutes dates you set for your day. Check them out. On today's episode of Locked On Today, I just listened whenever I started my morning And I heard about the NHL's trade deadline. I heard about baseball from the night before. I heard about the NFL draft coming up. Heard about all the biggest storylines from yesterday to get me started with today. That way, I am a well-rounded sports fan that knows everything I need to know for the water cooler talks later on today. Check it out, Locked On Today, anywhere you get your podcast from, on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. It's the Locked On Today podcast hosted by the great Peter Bukowski Locked on today. I now want to take a moment to discuss the extra inning rules, which we didn't get to yesterday. And there's a double-sided coin to this, right, for the extra inning rule. And it's hard to really find a side because it's hard to combat either one. And we can just start here with the extra inning rule being that in the regular season, the runner starts on second, and extras and it helps the game avoid those, you know, 18 inning marathon games. Well, the thing is I'm I'm not against it because it's never, and I mean never going to be implemented in the playoffs. So the playoffs are always going to be are always going to be straight up baseball where if you play 20 innings or you play 12 innings, it's it's the same game. For the regular season, I, I don't think we should have these 18-inning games. I don't think we should have these 20-inning games or 15-inning or games, right? It, it's kind of, with your playing every day and these, in the limited off days, it, it's just not good for anybody involved. But I also don't like the rule that the Royals won off of on Sunday. I think starting runner on second just causes bad baseball. The way the Royals won that game on Sunday by bunting twice and having a, an air throw by this second-year pitcher, rookie pitcher, Crochet, who was 30 feet away from home plate. It's just not fun. It's just not baseball. It's, it's just not what is exciting. You saw it in Cleveland again last year, whenever the Royals went to Cleveland to start the season, and then in the extra inning roll game, they laid a bunt down, then had a sack fly, and then all of a sudden they're up a, a, a run in a game in which they struggled to get on base, period, and then you gift them a runner in scoring position. So this has benefited Kansas City multiple times, and I still do not like the rule. And and in fact, it'll benefit teams like Kansas City more often than not because teams like Kansas City are the ones who struggle to get in scoring position, who struggle to get their lineup working. And that's a hell of a tool to automatically have a runner on second base. So again, I'm stuck between it's not fun, or it's not a fun product, and I understand why they're doing it, and I support why they're doing it because I agree that having these 15-inning games is not beneficial for anybody involved. I guess the only true counter-argument to it, or I guess I should say counter-proposal to it, would be that you play the 10th inning straight up and the 11th inning straight up, and then in the t- in the 12th inning, okay, we've done this enough. Let's go ahead and start the run on second base and see what happens. But I am interested to see how this, how this goes over. I, I think that eventually it'll just become how we do things and it won't be something that's talked about every single time that an extra inning game happens. I think that eventually it'll just fade to the background of, yeah, that's baseball now. Like, yeah, that's just what we do now. Kind of like how, you know, shifting's just kind of what we do now and going all for home runs or strikeouts is kind of what we do now. Eventually that will take on that same kind of tone. But I do think it can be made better or improved in the next CBA which comes up this this off season of pushing that back to the 12th inning or even back to the 11th inning. Like, just give me another inning of true baseball to decide things, and then we can start doing the the hokey stuff to get out of here. As far as the double headers, um, you know, I, I understand it if you want to play back-to-back, right? If you want to play the, you know, first game, seven innings, twenty minute 20-minute 20 intermission, second game, boom, right? If you want to do it that way, I totally get the seven inning part. What, what I don't understand is now that they're doing it this way, to where now there's some teams who are using doubleheaders, which the Rose are going to have to do eventually uh, whenever they go back to Chicago, Chicago and make up that game that got rained out on Saturday. Now they're doing split doubleheaders, but it's keeping them seven innings to where you play at one and then say play at seven, right? And you got a large gap off there. And you know I think that fans at that point would have to leave the stadium and then come back to the stadium and, and replay. Like as if it's two separate games and get charged. As if it's two separate games, so need two different tickets for the games. If you're gonna do it that way, make it nine innings. But if you're gonna play straight, just straight through and just play seven. A quick little twenty-minute field work, you know, field work type of uh, intermission session, and then play again. I'm cool with the seven. I'm I'm cool with it. Uh, But it's the it's the split double headers that I don't like it in. I feel like if we're gonna go seven innings, we kind of need to avoid the split double headers. There's no reason for it. Anymore at that point. I could understand the longer split if they're going to play nine and nine. So in general, I'm okay with the double headers being seven, but let's not exploit it too much to where now we're being able to split two games and charge two tickets and, you know, give you less than a full nine inning game for it and kind of get over that way. But in general, I like the double header rule. I do. And, of course, the universal which we're already seeing come to, come to light. It's so boring watching the National League at times. Uh, I love a lot of teams in the National League. I, I love watching the Phillies play. Uh, of course, you love watching the Mets play because they're just the Mets. and just do, they, There's just something that's always going wrong for the Mets in their game where it's fun to watch them. It's fun watching the Braves and the and even watching the Dodgers, how dominant they are. And, of course, everyone loves watching the Padres. So like, there's a lot of fun National League baseball to watch. And so I do watch a ton of National League baseball on MLB.tv. Uh, but I just hate the pitching, the pitchers hitting. I mean, do I really want to see you, Darvish's uh, .083 average? And for every hitter that, that supposedly can rake, right? Like that's a, that's a term that I think that we've forgotten is facetious. I, like we've forgotten that that term is sarcastic and that term is not legitimate. I, we, we turn that into like, oh yeah, th- this pitcher is actually good at hitting. Oh yeah, Madison Bumgarner is actually good at hitting. No, he's not. If Madison Bumgarner had that line... As a position player, he'd be a a laughing stock. He'd be Alcides Escobar at best. He'd be he'd be Michael A. Taylor before this year at best. He can't rake. Give that spot to an actual hitter, to where not only can it benefit the hitting and the lineup, it benefits the pitchers. Let's not take out a pitcher who's dealing just because his spot in the order is coming up. What are we doing here? Like I I, I just I just can't wait for next year whenever whenever the DH is back and and they've fixed all these rules uh, after the CBA. And and hopefully it's not, you know, after a lockout, hopefully we get it done before next season is supposed to start. But still, uh, the lockout's possible. But nonetheless, I hope that these rules kind of get corrected and adjusted a bit because I don't think that they're bad rules. I don't think that the extra inning rule is bad or that the seven inning doubleheaders are bad. But they should be adjusted a bit to where you can't do the whole split thing on a seven inning doubleheader day. If you're going to do split, you have to do nine. And teams can can evaluate that as they please. And, and make it the home team's call. The home team gets to decide: hey, are we gonna play a straight seven or we're we gonna play a split nine? And then whatever the home team decides is boom. That's the that's the way you go about it. And the next inning rules again start at start at second base on, on the, the 12th inning and, and then move on from there. I want to tell you right now, but our good friends, over at betonline.ag, Betonline.ag Is the fastest and also the easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Listen to folks. I know football's over in terms of the games. It's not over in terms of betting. You can still bet on the NFL draft. Are you a draft head? I think a lot of people in Kansas City are. You can bet on the NFL draft. Who's going to get picked where and when? Check it out over at Betterland.ag. But guess what? You can also bet on the NBA. You can bet on NHL. You can bet on the MLB. You can bet on anything you can imagine sports-wise at AG. But guess what? At BetterLine.ag, it does not end at sports. They even cover awards, TV shows, and Reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, the scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. Use promo code Locked On to receive that 50% welcome bonus. So again, go to betonline.ag. Use our promo code Locked On to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. Trust me, you will not want to miss it. Now, I, I do also want to say you can bet on every single Royals game at betonline.ag with me. So follow along and see how you do it throughout the year at betonline.ag. Promo code locked on fifty percent welcome bonus for your first deposit. Check them out today. We're back on Locked On Royals. I want to tell you right now about good friends over at the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. It's a daily podcast about fantasy baseball with Scott Kluin, a veteran fantasy baseball expert. He has you covered for any sort of league that you're in with the waiver wire pickups, the categories, the points, the daily fantasy, everything. Check him out. Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app, wherever else you get your podcast from. I want to end the show just with one more type of rule thing, and that's replay. This is getting heightened by the Braves Phillies game from Sunday night, which is just atrocious. My big change to replay is not to take it out, right? It's, it's not take out replay, which is kind of just what people are saying right now. My, my biggest change would be make everything reviewable. You can literally review any play that ever happens and every aspect of any play that ever happens. That would be it. You, you can replay any play, period. And make the call, of course, from somebody that's not at the game, right? None of the umpires on the field have any say in what's going to what's going to get called. And you just make the correct call. That sounds pretty elementary, but it needs to be said for baseball. Make the correct call and evaluate any type of play. And this is an issue in all sports, right? Basketball, you can't review certain things. Football, you can't review certain things. So even if they're wrong and you have the replay system, you still cannot review it and change it. If it happens and it's caught on camera, you can change it. Like That should be the rule moving forward for baseball replay. Other than that, yeah, this season's been really fun, and, and and it's going to continue to be fun. And hopefully, the Royals can get their season back on track tonight with Duffy on the mound against Dylan Bundy. So check it out on Bali Sports Kansas City, and be back tomorrow to recap the game on Locked On Royals. So be good, It'll be good to another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Rose. Hey, 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 baby, we're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. You want to be having a great time. You want to be loving the fun. You want to see all of the excitement. This is the place and we're the one. You want to be yelling like crazy for the guys you love to see. Come on out and join us. This is the place you want to be. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals.